Around the NFL podcast is really phoning it in at this point. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it is the Around the NFL podcast. And Hans is here. Greg Rosenthal here. And it's always a little bit weird when the... I call him the voice of God of the Around the NFL podcast. When he's then on the show as well, it's almost a little braggy. It's like, I'm a voice artist, but I'm also an analyst of the sport. Matt Money Smith, welcome. And uh, and you know how much I love giving you guys the business and getting the business give to, given to me. So uh, a tip of the cap to Ricky Hollywood for playing the uh, <laughs> guys are really phoning it in when I'm the guy that's sitting right, on the show. Right, you're sitting right here. So Let's well get done, a live America. read, well shall we? I, I appreciate it. It'd be that. nice to get a little live intro read. I What's appreciate up, money? That. Thank you for stepping in. Also, uh, the voice of the Chargers, of course. So you're a very busy man. Big radio show here in L.A. as well with Petros. But in the Mark Sessler chair for the week four preview show, this is the first time we've done this with you. Uh, excited for this maiden voyage. Well, I am honored. Uh, obviously, I am. Well, I'm going to use the word obviously twice. I am pointing out the obvious. Uh, Sess, if you're listening, love you. Wish you the best. Get better soon so I don't have to keep doing this because I had too much on my plate. <laughs> way too much on my plate. We're like, uh, Greg, the way we are asking people for help now, we used to be, once upon a time, the most self-contained organism in this entire media group. We never asked anybody on the show. We never had guests. We never had anything. Now we're like hitting up all our buddies. Uh, and I think they're starting to get a little annoyed. Right. We have Claybon and, and Weiss are on the ATN broadcast this week. People should check that out uh, Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons in the UK. But yeah, it is that balance of like, should we ask Claybon two or three times to help us this week? And let's let's get money to take yeah. one of those Claybon spots. It's it's a delicate balance, right? It's it's a because I want to be invited. I want to be wanted. I want you to want me. <laughs> but at the same time, I also don't really want to do it. Yeah, it's right. not but, the offseason. But, it's, yeah. but it's it truly is. You know, it's the, the, the scales of justice. And there's a, there is a balance. There. <laughs> like there is there is a time, let's say two weeks from now, if I hit up money again, it's going to be like, Zeuser, I wish I could do it. It's just my, I, my, time, my time's too valuable right now. I just can't, Listen, I can't help you out next all, time. All I'll say is always ask. Because you know I don't care if I offend you by saying no. <laughs> so feel free to always ask. Um, I know this, shoots from the hip. This is meaty. I know this is a meaty show because I listen. I love the Around the NFL podcast. So I know how, how big this one is. It's going to take a little while to get through all this. And I don't like playing the grab ass to start the pod. That just seems like such a... <laughs> You know, BS pod cliche, like, hey, we're fun-loving guys. Yeah, we've, Watch been, this. we've been doing it for eight years, I just, but, and you're, you're going to do it now. I'm just going to – and, it, wait, and this you don't like even need to comment with all it. due respect before yes, you say Before you insult somebody. <laughs> you, um, you had to carry the last show because Dan's voice was blown out, yet you guys never shared why his voice was blown out. <laughs> I didn't know. So I, didn't, you, I didn't ask, to be honest. Why don't you tell everyone, Dan, uh, why your voice was blown out? All right. I will, and I do appreciate you putting me on the spot. Damn right. I just figured it was the you know it's twenty four oh, no, oh, no. hours wait, of vocal wait, content. Wait till you providing. hear this one. Wait till you hear this one. I Greg. blew out my voice on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Come on, spit it out there. Because uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit a grand slam over the Green Monster in <laughs> oh, on yeah. down street. It was. I mean, it's a disgrace. It, uh, it is a disgrace. Uh, uh, I knew something big must have happened because. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dan knows I don't really follow the baseball so much anymore, but he did send me what I suspect was like a half drunk text about like how my dad is feeling about it. And I was like, I don't know. What are you even talking about? My dad? Like I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of the game at that point, yeah. but you know, it was a big moment. If right. I told that him. text. That was the first one all season. Act like a professional. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that Act. was a learning, learning lesson. In fact, yeah. I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, usually it's just, it's, if I have a big screaming sports event, which is good because sometimes no, it's not. How about we don't scream during no, sports events is, that are on the exactly, TV? They're on TV. No, this is exact. First of on all, television. all right, all right, choir boy. <laughs> the one thing I don't like about working in sports is all the people like me that grew up loving sports all of a sudden are too cool for sports. And like, oh, why would you ever cheer? Why would you ever get excited for a sporting event? I still love. My teams. I love the Yankees. I love the Knicks. I love the Jets, obviously. Ugh. And sometimes it gets away from me. And that was that's just a I, I will learn from it. But also it just that's also why I work in this business, because I'm passionate about it. Mother. Part of me is embarrassed for you and part of me <laughs> envies you because I am one of those uh, too cool to cheer for teams guys. And I have. Right. I'm not, to, I'm not too cool. I get into it. It's more at this point, like Phantom is tennis and, and basketball. A That's bit. right. Not, not football as much, but it's more, you want to be an example for your kids. I, I was worried. Like my dad was visiting. I mentioned that and I was praying the Patriots would stomp the Jets right. because which thank you for the context. Now of why right. I texted if, you. I right. thought your dad if, was with if, you. He, he had left at that point, but it, I didn't want him screaming and swearing during an, a bad Patriots game in front of my in front of my boy. That's bad. It's yeah. bad. Uh, no, that's good for the bad. Boy. That's good for the boy. <laughs> that's actually do, good for the boy. I like, definitely do watch the swearing. I don't do that, but I it's hard not to get excited. Right. I'm but sorry, anyway. I knocked it off the rail. No, that's good. My apologies. And I'm I will. I do declare vengeance upon you, money. Absolutely. for bringing that up. It's only about the fiftieth time you've declared vengeance upon me. And guess what? This time it's coming. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I declared vengeance on money last week. That's right. When I'm in the makeup chair and it's hot down there, they haven't figured out the air conditioning. So I had a little vengeance. I had a little fan on me. And then there was someone working on my hair and on my face. It was a moment. And then he's taking video. And Greg, you know, that's out of bounds. You don't take video in the makeup room to try to. No, you're right. Greg doesn't. But I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. the kind of guy I am. All right. Here we go. Let's All right. get to it. All right. Here we go. Week four. You know how it goes. I think money, you know how it goes. I do. I listen. We oh, I know. will go through every game to come. Thursday night football. Of course, Bengals, Jaguars. That's going to be an old Zeuser joint with a secret guest. And I'm just going to, this is all I'm going to say who the guest is. A little dash of zest to the conversation when this particular person open up the cabinet, take something out of the cabinet, and then you little dash of it. Any particular spice? Like, is it the Italian just tell seasoning? Me, just tell me and Ricky can beep it out. I just want to know. You haven't like, pieced it together? He literally just said spice. Oh. <laughs> spice rack. We'll be joining me, Brad Spicler, Cincinnati native, Chris Wessling, buddy. There we go. And um, the Chris Wessling Desert Consigliere will be uh, talking Bengals. And, Great uh, choice. Number Great one draft choice. pick quarterbacks. That's coming up later tonight, so look for that. Uh, Let's start first before we get into our draft and money will participate in the draft and maybe that will be how we get Shook's games uh, sorted out and maybe Patrick will figure all that out without Mark here. But before any of that, let's start with the primetime games and where else to start but Sunday Mm -hmm. night football. And Greg, you have you've I know I know how you are, Greg. You have been avoiding this conversation on the show as long as you can. And you did a good job. And I was distracted with other things, too. So I didn't really get a chance to drill in on it. But this is it. This is what you've been fearing your whole life. Tom Brady is coming to Foxborough. 
And not only coming to Foxborough, this is something I feel like you brought up last May. You're like, and if you figure out, you see where his numbers are, it might line up that he could break Drew Brees' passing record. Oh, they said it exactly for this purpose. They put right. it week four. And so so you had mentioned that, I remember, a few, maybe a couple months back, and that's exactly where we are now after Brady went for over four, for 400 last week against the Rams. So not only is Tom Brady coming back to Foxborough with Gronk, by the way, uh, he has a chance to set the record, and that's a stop down the game situation, I guess. I think it was for Drew Brees. Oh, I don't think so on the road. They're not going to mm, stop it. Well, this isn't any road game, Greg. Yeah. And that's what this is all about, because not only is Brady back, and you know he wants to deliver a whipping on his old coach, it's at a vulnerable time for the Patriots. Like all of the fan stuff and the Brady returns and the, the relationship stuff, I I I play it, baby. I almost don't want to dive into it much, and yet the Patriots are so boring right now as a football team, and the Bucks are sort of what they are right now. They're a one-dimensional team that doesn't really run the ball well. That's at this point overrated defensively, and you can move the ball against. I think it might be Mac Jones's best chance to make some plays. Is this game because they're so boomer bust? Um, that I find the, this Patriots team a little boring right now. It's a good, it's not a great defense. They're a totally disappointing offensive line. It's a station to station offense, but it gets kind of back to the Tom Brady of 2019 and 2018. So it's crazy that he's returning to New England, not just as a Super Bowl champion, but as arguably the best quarterback in the league. And it gets to where Brady was in 2018, 2019. I went to look at their rank, his ranking on the QB index end of the year. It's a good, it's a good feel. Sure. 10th and 18, 14th and 19. And I think about those Patriots teams and I think how lame they were at the skill positions. And I look at this team again and I watched them last week against the Saints and I was like, lame. This is another lame Patriots offense, especially at the skill positions. And it's almost like, Brady always made those skill positions look better than they really are, and they tried to make some signings this offseason, and they'll probably get better this year. But it's it's very similar to me, except now you got a rookie quarterback running it instead of one of the greatest ever. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was you guys, but it seemed like consensus was, oh, just, you know, think back to those early aughts. That's the way this is going to look. Dominant defense, it does on dominant offense. offensive line. They're <laughs> signing both Hunter Henry and, and, and Janu Smith to be there. Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. And that's going to help out Mac Jones, with, which throws to the middle of the field. I think we're still waiting for it. You know, where I think you said it best. You know, look, Damian Harris looked great in week one, right? I mean, outside of that fumble, it's like, okay, this is... This is what we anticipated. Is there sizzle? Not really a lot, but you can win games this way. And Bill Belichick, you know, and, and his ability to coach and, and to help on those margins, the inches that you have to account for that, that gets you 21 to 18 wins or 24 to, to 21 wins. And I just don't know if Mac Jones and the offense is good. at It's different. 2021 is different right. than 2005. The You've got to score 28 points. I mean, they're better offensively than they were when Tom Brady was right. a starter in 01 already. That's how bad that offense was. It was one of the worst offenses. Different era, too. But right. Yeah. That's the thing is it's a different era. It's hard And it's for like they're trying to, to play to a different era. And their defense is not that good. Right. They've played three pretty poor quarterbacks in a row. I think up front, they've been dominated. Until last week, they were okay on the defensive line. They're an average to maybe better than average offense defense, but that doesn't get you very far. There's a lot of those, and I don't think it's going to get you many stops against Tom Brady. So I, I do think it's interesting because at the end of the Brady era in New England, 
they their skill positions had dried up and we were told it was you know they had some roster maneuvering that made it difficult to get better this offseason they went out of the way and spent like we said hunter henry john Newsom. remember all the hype about that when they came in nelson aguilar which was a signing that got a where is he march and and you're not seeing this and damian harris then you know okay they can run the football and damian harris then you read about damian harris can't pass protect so that's why maybe he's not getting on the field as much as he can. And now James, Figure it out. Now James White is out of the lineup for the season, most likely with the hip injury. And I guess this is my kind of last point on this, Greg, that um, isn't a little bit ironic, Greg, that oh, just this above the treetops now. You know what? You know what's not it's ironic? Above but the rain on your wedding day. That is, <laughs> no, that, that is, is not. That is not ironic. Atlantis kind of blew that one. Yeah, but she sure did. It the worked whole out for her. But um, I, bad luck. I had some pie exactly. on my face. <laughs> that's obviously. all it is. For uh, my hashtag gradual decline prediction yeah. of Brady in the late teens. Um, and, but guess what? Didn't it turn out it was the Patriots? Yes. That ultimately misevaluated their own guy. And I think it's just telling that the best quarterback in the league, arguably 2021, is back in New England now where this didn't have to be this way. I guess he could have been Derek Jeter with the Yankees could have spent his whole career there. We're not relitigating this, but it, it is, it is a part of the story that he remained great. And the Patriots didn't have the foresight to see that or make the, the relationship, what it needed to be. And there's no way around it. That's part of this game. They, they've, they've been handling this well, Belichick and Brady publicly very well. But the, the part where Belichick was like, well, I didn't want him to leave. It's like, come on. Right. It's like, come on. man. I mean, to be fair, no one wanted Tom Brady, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He got paid about the same amount of money as Teddy Bridgewater as a free agent. The entire NFL could have come in and given him some money, and no one wanted to give him money. They gave him basically minimum salary, and even the Bucs were like, no, nah, we're not going to go off that. We're not going to go above that. Chargers wanted him. They Bucks did. wanted I can, him. I can but no one wanted, wanted to. Him. No one believed that he was a difference-making quarterback, or they wouldn't have offered him a lower salary than Derek but Carr. But that's missing the right. point. That's missing that the I'm point. My point the is, Patriots should have known these other teams didn't have access to Brady, so they're seeing from the outside. Oh, looks like he's getting old. New England wasn't able to see that this guy could still be incredible if you just get things fixed around him and treat him like the legend that he is, not like just another guy that's in your locker. Maybe, room. They thought he'd get old. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't want this to be hot takey, but I know it's going to come out that way. To me, this this is so not a big deal. Like it really is not. The guy won the freaking Super Bowl. He was one of the. He was the best quarterback in the playoffs. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. This is nothing. This game against Bill Belichick for is, him. Yeah, for I think just in general, it's it is not, for this week. But in but the scheme of things, you know what I mean. Like it's all he's it's a competitor over. though. He's it one is of the great over. competitors ever. I think it means a lot to him. But he's saying just, the right thing. I, to and it's got to be it's going to mean a lot to Belichick. It is fascinating, just as someone who loves football, to see what he tries to do to stop them because they are traditionally like a man to man type of defense. I don't think they got, you know, they've been playing more zone this year. I don't think they have. Um, the guys, they really missed Stefan Gilmore this week to, to go man-to-man. They, they, you would think they would adopt what the Rams try to do and what teams try to do now, which is just like put two safeties back there, make them work down, up and down the field right. as slowly as possible and hope he makes a mistake or someone else does, which happened last week. Gronk had a couple key drops. There's a couple offensive line issues, and they ended up scoring that many touchdowns. So I am fascinated to see from like a football angle, but I also am annoyed by the Patriots fans who have been so spoiled by the greatest 
run in NFL history, and all they can do is complain and whine about it. And I get it. Like, you you wish you kept Tom Brady. I don't think that Tom Brady on these teams would have been the same time Brady, but just, like, have some gratitude. I mean, just stop complaining about everything. Let me, like, we got to move on, but I do want to <laughs> ask you one question, Greg. What is, in your mind, oh. the best-case scenario for Sunday night in terms of how Brady plays, what the score is, you know, oh. just give it to what. I mean, they the could win case? the game. It's the NFL and the Bucks have. But not would you like great? Would you like it to be? Let's say it's not never going to happen. But thirty-five-three and Belichick schemes up Brady <laughs> and destroys him. Would you want that? Or do you want Brady to play well, have a nice moment in Foxborough back there? And Patriots still win, obviously. What would you rather have? Just out of curiosity. No, I don't want Brady to be embarrassed. I don't want the the crowd's not going to boo him. And, but it would really bother me if if they did boo him or if they went a, a, against him. I think it's the other way that this is this is a game where you expect the Bucks to win big. I think there's been a mutiny building among a lot of Patriots fans who have kind of become Bucks fans and Brady fans. And the NBC showing these ads it's where it's insane, like it's like we're against it. It's like I don't think that's really Boston. I think a lot of them are like our friends Burke, and they're very conflicted. They've been loving watching Brady. So have I, because how can you not love Tom Brady if you're a Patriots fan? And uh, they're they're going to kind of like jump ship when the Bucks drop a hammer on the Patriots. And that's why I'm locking it up for the Bucks. Whoa! <laughs> you're such a mess. I can't believe you're doing that to your team. I mean, if I've got to go 0-3 and just be a total mess, I might as well make the pick that's we best should. for the show. If the Patriots win, that's right. good for the okay. show. Now, and this here's is your good cover. for the show. You're covering your old buttocks there because you're 0-3, and now you're saying you're doing the pick for the show. But you got to do the pick for yourself, Greg. Uh, it's a good lock, though. I mean, sure. This is the Bucks coming off a disappointing loss. We got to move. Uh, Monday night football. We'll, we'll be faster on everything. Also, James, James, the offensive line so terrible, and James White being out for the season kills right. him. He was their best player. And as I said, Damian Harris reports that he's not, he's failing in his mm. coverage. I mean, in his blocking assignments. That's why he wasn't. Best case scenario is it's a shootout, and Mac Jones looks good, and I think that's possible. All right, that's possible. Speaking of shootouts. Money. Yes. You will be on the call across the sidewalk. I will. At SoFi, SoFi Stadium for Raiders at Chargers. This is a great game. Not a good game. A great game between a 3-0 and Chargers team and a 2-1, and 3-0 Raiders team and a 2-1 and Chargers team that everyone is excited about. And you know who's more excited than anyone, Money? Brandon Staley. I love the way Brandon Staley goes out of his way now, back-to-back weeks, once after a loss, once after a win, the best player on that football field is our quarterback. And I know Mike Williams got love this week too, but he's letting everyone know both in how he calls games and what he says to the media, I have something really special here and that's going to take us far. And he backs it up. You know, I mean, I think that's the difference, right? You can, you can say it all you want, but he backs it up. He wants the ball in Justin Herbert's hands. He wants it with six and a half minutes left against the Washington football team. He he wants it with 46 seconds and a fourth and nine against the Kansas City Chiefs. In a so you don't think game. that was just about playing the Chiefs. You think this is sort of what they're going to be in 100%. terms of letting Justin Herbert. I wanted to ask. Yeah, you, I think it's a message. I think it is a message because, look, and and I don't think he would say this. This is my own interpretation. I think the last four years, and I love, I really, I truly do. I loved having Anthony Lynn as a head coach. He is as good a dude as you could be around and was always very forthcoming. But I just think he coached, scared's not the right word. He coached against the clock and I think against situational, with situational football from 10 years ago. It's like, hey, milk the clock, make them use their timeouts. 
and will win by two. And man, this team for four years, you know the numbers. Nobody lost more one-score games. Nobody lost more three-point games. And I think it was deflating that, that this team had a, an identity crisis of, well, we're just waiting for the bad thing to happen because well, it's happened have, so like, many the times. They also have the next Patrick Mahomes now. So, <laughs> so I think... Whoa there, Greg. Saying, I was just saying, like, the next, you know... He's special. He is... He is a very, very special player. There are throws that he has made through three games this year. The one that I would point to is go back to the Dallas game and watch that freaking rope. He threw to Keenan Allen 30 yards down the field. It was layered. It was a laser. And I cannot believe it was completed. <laughs> um, and I think that's just an indication. And I think Brandon Staley knows and the that. The one like a couple of plays before that got overturned that was 45 yards on a line. Yeah. I've never seen a throw. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, the okay. one to Keenan you, that was 45 yards on the line okay. that got called back Money, for a hold. Professionally, do you pinch yourself? Because starting yes. last season, it was Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert, who was not a slam dunk prospect. A lot of people were talking down on him. To now be walking into, it feels like a, a Dan Reno-type talent here. Look, I mean, I, I'm a, you guys know I'm a college football fan, and I watched Justin Herbert in Oregon, and this is not what we saw. This is, this is not how Mario Cristobal plays football. He plays not to turn the ball over. He believes in his defense, his O-line, and his run game. He should be taking heat so for he really Absolutely. He absolutely should. He absolutely like. should. They should have won a champ national championship if he was able to cut him loose instead of the way he chose to use him. So I didn't know what the Chargers were getting when they drafted him at number six. I thought they were getting the guy that I saw at Oregon that would, you know, if his guy wasn't wide open, he tucked and ran, and that doesn't work in the NFL. And, man, it's turned out to be as special a quarterback as we have in the league right now. We'll get to the – we've talked a lot of Raiders, and this is still a raiders Z question, but we don't have money here. So I just want to ask because you have a good sense of this team. Facing this Raiders offense where four receivers have over 200 yards uh, receiving already. Carr is playing, I think, even better than Herbert. They're, they're both like top five level quarterbacks Carr's playing the best right he's now. ever played in his career. It, it, he's playing this well despite a pretty bad offensive line and no running game, which is which is wild. How do you feel about this Chargers defense after three weeks and like how they match up here? Because I don't know what I think about the Chargers defense. So here's what my... Here's the way I describe the the Chargers defense is they are operating exactly how they want to. And people are saying, oh, you can't stop the run and 400 yards and 450 yards here. They figured it out. Like, I think this is exactly what they want to do. You've got explosive offenses in the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Cowboys just put up a 40-burger, and they dropped 29 on the Bucks. What did they do against the Chargers? They needed a 56-yard field goal at zeros to get to 20. The Chiefs were averaging 35 a game. What did they do? They scored 24, and they mm. turned the ball over four times. This is what they want to do. It's you are not. This has become a league of explosive plays. You are not going to get your explosive the, plays against And the Raiders us. are, like, pretty much the number one team. Exactly. You're almost making me regret picking the Raiders in this game. Yeah, so that's now. what I think you're going to see is you're going to see a bunch of yards and people are going to be like, man, I don't know. Is this defense for real? And then you're not going to see a lot of points. And that's what they want. That's how they're going to play the game. We have a inner office raffle for these games at SoFi. Greg won last week, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, let's uh, connect some dots. There. How about that? You're going to the game on Monday night. Yeah, it was the Bucks, Bucks Rams Man. game, oh, but Bucks I gave Rams. him to uh, Lakeisha, so Lakeisha got to go with oh, her, nice. her awesome. great friend. For- Beautiful. So I figured there might be, you know, the fix might be in. So here. come at me now for that money. Money's <laughs> like, oh, okay, covered. Now I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I put in the raffle for tomorrow's Chargers game. I would love to see. This is going to be a shootout. The Raiders. We're talking about their offense. Eight straight games with 400 total yards. That is the longest active streak. The Vikings are the next closest with four. They are flirting with history. If they, if they do it again, they tie the 2007 Patriots. 
nine. So wow. And now Josh Jacobs. But I think there's a great chance they will. I think they'll get their yards. It's just Josh well, Jacobs is back um, potentially for this game as well. Whatever that means. I don't know what Josh. What what is Josh Jacobs in 2021? Well, he's supposed to be their lead back, and he returned to practice on Thursday. So that can only give them a little more uh, balance. This is a great game. Pick it. You said you you pick the Raiders. Can't I switch. took the Raiders. On, on the website. You're not on, allowed uh, to NFL.com slash game picks. Uh, because you know I'll take the Chargers, but I do think the Chargers win this game. To me, it's it's Max Crosby versus Storm Norton. I mean, every it's so funny. Every mm-hmm. team, the three weeks that, that the Chargers have played them, they start with Chase Young on Rashawn Slater. After one series, they're like, nope, other side. Mm-hmm. And they start with Chris Jones on Rashawn Slater. Two snaps, and they're like, nope, other side. And they're going to start with Max Crosby on Rashawn Slater, I'm sure, to see if he can get the advantage there, and they can try to crack that code. And they're going to move him to the other side. So it's going to be Max Crosby versus Storm Norton, and it's going to be Joey Bosa against they're Alex Three-and-a-half-point favorites, the Chargers. Yeah. I was a little surprised. So that felt like a little too rich for me, and then I just went the whole yeah. the whole month. All right, so get ready. This is a fun one. I know we got to speed it up. Though. Yes. That was a, Let's yeah. now. Hey, they're uh, the primetime games, right? Before we get to Thank the draft, you. let's take a break. Right here we go. We're back. Draft time. I got the first overall pick, and I'm a little worried here. We're gonna start. You gotta let's be obvious here. Cardinals at Rams. Love it. Great AFC West game on Monday night. Great NFC West game here. Um, the Rams, to me, seem like a team that's just in a really, really good place on both sides of the ball. The Cardinals, I can't, I'm not sure what to make sense of the Cardinals right, right now, Greg. I, I see them, obviously, they're playing winning football, um, but do you see them at the level of these other top teams in the NFC right now, or are they still a step beneath that? For no, you? they need to prove that, especially on both sides of the ball. They've been run over too easily the last few weeks dominated by Minnesota, sort of not embarrassing, but just shocking that J.J. Watt and this group could steamroll. And then when the Jaguars were running on them really well last week, I was like, okay, maybe this is a problem. So normally you would expect Sean McVay, the outside zone. Hey, let's attack that. And so I'm kind of curious if that's still part of the Rams arsenal, because the the craziest thing about the Rams so far is that they don't look anything like the Rams used to. They they called three play action plays last week that used to be like the basis of their offense. There's no outside zone. They don't even try to run the ball. There you are a drop back <laughs> shotgun. Let Matthew Stafford throw outside the numbers team. And it's almost like Sean McVay is like flexing a little bit being like, see, I just did that because I had to. And we don't have to anymore. hundred percent. And remember, you know, the, the, it wasn't even it was I think it was the Bears, right? That did it before the Patriots or was it the Lions? Yeah, it was, it was the, the Bears initially. Yeah. Kind of so came up with said, a recipe to stop them. Yeah. And and now it's like, well, here we go. Uh, again, you don't have the code anymore because I got Matthew Stafford. And, and they may be taking some teams, especially Tampa, by surprise that yeah. it's just like totally gone. Their old lines playing great, you know, and that's always been a big question because they have no depth there. And there is there are the, the margins are so slim at that at that position group and it's held up. Matthew Stafford looks fantastic. They've got three, I mean four, uh, three unique pass catching options. Cooper Cup's playing the best of any wide receiver in football. Robert Woods is such a great blocking wide receiver and just does everything well. And obviously you saw last week with Deshaun Jackson. I think Jefferson, me, Sean, Jefferson Jackson and Van Jefferson and Higby are 
perfect role right. player. And I just think Sean McVay is like, it's why so many people like him. He's just a kid. He's like, man, I got all this stuff. Let's go play with it. I got a new toy. Let's go play with the toys. I like you, the, you don't. Sounds like you don't think the Cardinals are. Uh, no, I don't like them in this game, though. And I'll tell you one matchup that really jumps out to me is, and I know that the Cardinals are, are getting a real impact from Rondell Moore, their second round pick, and Christian Kirk made some plays last week. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins is not 100% right now. He's got that rib issue. He wasn't a dynamic player. Last week, I know he had one big play called back, but um, he's going to be up against Jalen Ramsey. So if mm. Hopkins is erased by Ramsey. Well, I don't know. I think we're going to see a lot of Christian Kirk, Jalen Ramsey. because they you think so? See, yeah, I mean, he's been playing slot more than anything through three games, and Kirk has been lethal. I mean, that's kind of been the, the well, special sauce. AJ Green had a little juice last week. They, yeah. they're, they are dangerous offensively. I mean, they are good. I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up and you're, you're going to be asking a lot, a lot of Kyler Murray here and, and perhaps he could deliver it, but I like the Rams. I do too. I, again, I'm, I'm confused by, they drafted Isaiah Simmons in the top 10 and then Zayvon Collins in the top 15 and they can't play those two guys together. They're kind of getting, mm-hmm. they tried to trade Jordan Hicks in, in the off season and he actually is playing more. I just think they have some issues up front and you have to have, your defense really on its P's and Q's against the Rams or else I don't think you, you're just going to get in a shootout, and that's hard to... Hard Money, to. you are up next. All right, I am going to take... It's tough. It is, because there's so many good games. We'll just, I'm going to take the Browns even... at Vikings. Okay. Ooh, okay. okay, this is a good one. Stefanski. I wanted that, but okay. Stefanski back in Minnesota. And part of this is for me to pat myself on the back <laughs> because on our power ranking show, we had to do a uh, you can watch every Tuesday, every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Exactly. My right. favorite moment of the week is when we get I get lunch with like Dan on Tuesday and there's Dan and money <laughs> right? on the huge screen in our cafe, in our cafeteria. And Dan's sometimes like, like hey, I'll look be, at that guy up there. I'll be talking to Greg and the TV will be behind me. And, and Greg's just lost, like just like a, a grimace, like <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, like is it like uh, far away stare? His broadcast husband is cheating it, on him. It's right? more like, like you are staring, and you're just getting lost in your own eyes. It's <laughs> like wow, that guy, that guy, man. Look at, look at that TV magic up there. Uh, Go ahead. You know when everybody was freaking out about the Vikings. Oh, Kyle Rudolph taking a shot at at Mike Zimmer. Hey, Rudolph, shut up. Shut up. How dare you take a shot at Zim when the Vikings were nothing before he got there. They get competitive. He drafts a bunch of defensive backs. I can back. He was doing it before anybody else saying, look, this league is all about corners now. And he was just loading up on him. You know, good for Zim for figuring that out. I don't like hearing that kind of stuff from you, Rudolph. You got it. Where the Giants at now? Where's zero the, and three. Where are those Vikings cornerbacks <laughs> at now, though? That's you know? true. Oh, they're scattered throughout the league. But you know what? You got to take your swings and figure out which one of them we're going to stick. I'm so – listen, I I love – I want to get to the Vikings a little bit, but I love that the Browns have a real challenge here. I, I, I want to figure out – like we mentioned the power rankings. I've, I've stuck them at number eight and just left them there for, I think, four or five straight weeks now because they're kind of doing exactly what you expect – um, they hung really tight with the Chiefs and, and KC got beat, took care of business against Houston and Chicago. There are moments in both those wins are like or performances are like, yes, this team could be dominant in the right spot. But also moments in both of those games where it's like, all right, guys, let's you're elite, right? Let's see you play that way. So now you go to Minnesota to face a Vikings team that could easily be three and oh and have an offense. Exactly. That very difficult to stop this. Greg is a Browns test that I've been waiting for 
um, since week one. Great game. Uh, they're sort of two teams that look in the mirror at each other. I think right now, Kirk Cousins is the slightly better version of Baker Mayfield. We put that comp on him last year on this show. I think that it's a great comp. Right now, they're similar type players. Cousins is just playing at a, a really high level. And to me, there's a. It may sound crazy uh, because, but I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, I think there's a pretty sizable gap in receiver groups. You know, mm. for for what Kirk is throwing to and what Baker is throwing sure. to. You'll just see Jarvis disappear in games. I don't know if Odell Beckham's back yet. He he I, looks good. Jarvis is out this week, but you're right. So like, you're counting on Donovan Peoples. Exactly. Going, counting on Hooper, but you have that running game, and that's where like the mirror thing really right. matches. Up. I mean, you I mean, can look what see- Madison did last week, and I, I know the Seahawks were ter- I mean, the, the Seahawks were just terrible last week. But like to, again, it's you said you're looking in the mirror. The scheme's the same. You know what they want to do. Minimize mistakes. Can the quarterback capitalize on all the attention we're playing? We're paying to slowing down the run. The difference is, I kind of talked about how you know the Rams aren't doing as much play action. The Vikings aren't as much either, and they're definitely going three receivers instead of two tight ends. I think losing Rudolph, you're getting rid of him, and then. Irv Smith got hurt has kind of helped yeah, them out. Yeah, but screw Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think you, you, you put you KJ Osborne out there, and they're a little more dynamic with three receivers on the field instead of the two tight ends. Uh, but I do love that this game, if the Vikings lose, mm. if you thought Mike Zimmer was cranky before. You don't think that ownership loved Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. He was there for a decade. This wasn't just like, oh, I came back a little bit. And in 2019, if the Vikings had a losing record or a bad season, they were absolutely going to get rid of Mike Zimmer. They were absolutely going to elevate Kevin Stefanski. The Wilfs love him. It's an open secret. But you know what? The Vikings made the playoffs that year, and Stefanski said bye. Every Everyone likes each other. They respect. And it's got a, it's got levels to it because I think Gary Kubiak getting there gave Stefanski a basis that uh, he has taken with them to Cleveland. And who's Minnesota's offensive coordinator? Clint Kubiak, Gary's He's son. Doing like, great. It's a whole Tism. thing. It's He's a whole thing. Tism forever. Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Mike Zimmer. Love it. Is a very good coach. I, I like the guy. I like what he's. He doesn't made want up to of. lose to the little guy that was his buddy, though. Before I know, but I, I, I thought you were intimating that they made a mistake, and maybe they did. No, but I think Zimmer's a very. But he good doesn't coach. want to lose to that guy. And I think Clint Kubiak, nepotism or not, is off to a good start. And I'll tell you what about these Vikings. Oh, this is dance thing this week, but I love the Vikings. Wow, I love them so much that I'm gonna. Sessler. Boo. Can't do it. I can't lock up against the Browns. Almost did. Told Ricky Don't I was. Don't blame it on Sessler. Told Ricky earlier this week I would, but no. So another team caught my eye, and I had to go in another direction, but I like the Vikings. Part of me, one of the reasons why I wanted to take it with that. my number one draft pick is part of me thinks that this could be a total Kirk Cousins meltdown game. Like, I, Miles well, Garrett hits him a couple yeah. times I don't think the Browns are that hard to figure out. I'm curious what their defense will be like, but I just think they are a elite offense. And uh, so I'm giving them a slight edge because I've just seen them be elite for longer than I've seen the Vikings be an elite offense. Greg, you're up. Although they've been great. Uh, I'm so glad you guys didn't take Panthers Cowboys. Or uh, that was the one game I really wanted more than any on this entire slate early. If Christian McCaffrey's healthy, I would late. have. Doesn't matter. Really? I, because if uh. the Cowboys stomp on them, to me, that's telling it's a great um, story of what the Cowboys are doing. And these are just two teams that I think are like 
new-ish because mm-hmm. the Cowboys were away and this Cowboys defense is different and the Panthers are different. And so I'm fascinated by the teams that are different. The Chiefs, I know who they are. I think I kind of know who the Browns are. These are two really interesting stories. I think that Dak right now is so good that he's making everyone look better. Even like future Hall of Famers like Tyron Smith. Oh, Tyron Smith is over the hill. It's like, now he's great again. Well, you know why? Dak Prescott's back. You know why? Zeke legitimately looks better. I've I've thought that since week one. But the receivers, everyone, even the defense looks better with Dak Prescott going up and down the field. And I just think he's playing at such a high level. I want to see him challenge. And I think this Panthers defense is an incredible challenge. Great offense beats great defense. So I like the Cowboys, but I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm bummed that the the secondary is banged up. I would have loved to have seen J.C. Horn healthy. It just seems like that. They got C.J. Henderson. I don't know if that's a huge downgrade. I kind of like C.J. Henderson. I mean, I get why you make that trade for, you know, and, and I just think back to the combine and that draft and how it, people liked C.J. Henderson more than Jeff Akuda. You know, there were a handful of those I people. I do, too. Just the so, way he moved. He's a, supposedly he's a, super athlete. a little bit of a headache, uh, yes. according to some of his teammates. So I'm not putting that out there on my own. But I would say good player. You know, I would say Wait, Matt, Rule yourself, is, is, <laughs> Matt Rule is Matt uh, Rule is is someone who can who can, I think, crack sort of that that code if that's what you have to do. If he's got all the talent, you just got to get the head right. I do have faith in, in Matt Rule. I love the pass rush, man. I love watching Burns. I think Reddick was a perfect, you know, free agent acquisition for him. Shaq Thompson slowed down a little bit from his, his torrid start there early. But I'm with you. I think it's just a great defense versus offense matchup for those two units. The Panthers defense versus the Cowboys. And can Sam Darnold potentially keep up in a high-scoring game? Let me ask you a question, Greg. As I was going to go into that direction. Where is Sam Darnold on the QB index this week? He comes in at number 20 is my guess. I'm going to guess no, wait, 16. Me, I'm going to say I'm going to guess 16. 14. 14. 18. Oh, damn it. All right. Um, for me, and again, it's naughty. It's a little, it's too raw. A Jet fan and a passionate one blew out his voice rooting for his New York sports team this past week. Is, is It's hard to kind of figure out Sam Darnold right now. But if he goes to Dallas and gets in a shootout with Dak and he's able to move the ball without Christian McCaffrey, I mean, what else do you need to see to, to say, oh, he's fixed now. He is maybe not a great quarterback, but yeah. one that Matt Rule is going to have success with and they're going to continue to he's beat teams well. they should beat. He's played well. So, I think he's been highly well. managed, and so I don't yeah. give him as right. much credit as quarterbacks that have to do more. I think but he's going to have does. to do more because I think I, I'm keeping an eye on the Carolina offensive line in this game. I think the Cowboys win. You know, they're, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they win comfortably in the end because – their offensive line, which I thought was a problem coming into the year, and it wasn't. They kind of schemed around them the first two games. Houston got after them and uh, hit Darnold a lot, and so I'm keeping an eye on that because I think if you got a, if you have bad pass protection, it's going to be hard to keep up. I would say whatever you do, Sam, and I know you're listening to the Around the NFL podcast. Awesome. <laughs> stay away from Trevon Diggs. Just okay. yeah, Just that guy cut the field in half. He's so good. Stay away from him. How many more people in the country now know who Trevon Diggs? Is than like two months ago. I mean, between hard knocks and, yeah, and the big sure. games that he's yeah, had. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers and interception, interception every week. Every week, yeah. Cautious little boy, his son. Um, just like kind of in broad strokes, the, the Cowboys playing with a ton of confidence right now, looking really good at home. The Panthers, 3 and 0, could lose and still be okay. It all kind of is, to me, looking like I don't think a it's a blowout. I'm, I'm going to, I disagree I with you, Greg. Is. I just don't. When I you know, say blowout, I just like, I like it more than four and a half, put it that way. 
Carolina is number one almost across the board in many defensive metrics. But again, yeah. you got to look at who they played. And I'm Let's- still not sold on the Dallas defense. You know, I I think they took advantage of of Storm Norton in that Charger game, and I think they took advantage of a beat to hell Eagles offensive line in that game as well. But is okay. Sam Darnold without okay. CMC going to be lighting? I mean, that's and by the way, get Robbie Anderson involved. Let's take a break. All right, let's go, Greg. Naked. Oh, uh, great! I can take my number one uh, late game. Which I had a feeling you guys wouldn't. Ravens Broncos. That was going to be my pick, you jerk. I mean, you're not even. <laughs> it's the AFC West. I gotta pay okay. attention to the AFC West. Well, it's a great game. It is because a great we game. wanted to. See and now the... you're not allowed to watch it, money. That is the <laughs> right. Rules you're not in the podcast. news. Or you're allowed to watch <laughs> it. It's terrible. That's fine. Uh, what a terrible development. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's missed. Why did I agree to come on the show? <laughs> I took the Browns, by the way, because they're the Chargers opponent next week. So okay. it works That's out smart. perfectly for there me. There you go. I. I'm curious to see Lamar Jackson after he misses practice twice this week with a back injury. They're saying it's not serious, so I'm assuming he's playing, but that's a little bit of a concern. He also missed some practice last week with an illness, which you now wonder, uh, was it actually a back injury? Hey, who knows with NFL teams? was the back injury from the flip yeah. don't into, the flips into the end zone on Sunday Night Football. How about don't do flips into the end zone? They said, yeah, they said My that bothered goodness. his hip at the time. Yeah. Now it's a back. I don't know. Can the Ravens' defense... Like, come and go get after Denver, who's missing two starting guards in practice this yes. week, who hasn't had a great offensive line. Yes. Teddy got a lot of hits. Um, the can they kind yes, of be the group that blitz, and they should feel better about it now because there's no KJ Hamler uh, in this game or for the rest of the season. No Jerry Judy. It's going to be a while. And those were the guys who, like, won quickly. But the Ravens secondary, like, they're not as talented as they were either. And you got to match up with uh, Obuikam and Fant, the tight ends. And you still got Sutton and Patrick out there. I just think it's a great matchup to see where these two teams are at. I think it's about as even as it possibly gets. I had a hard time picking this one. Yeah, I love that that Cortland Sutton reminded everybody how good he is. You know, so much attention on Jerry Judy. And understandable, you know. He's a West just, guy. All like the West Sutton guys, when so I watch good. them play, I'm just like, West yeah. New, West New right away. The O-line's so. an issue. It's going to be an issue this week. I know the 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 Baltimore blitz stats are a little down, but that's because of the way they were playing the Chiefs. They, they are still going to blitz the living hell out of you, and, and I cannot wait to see how Teddy manages that after the three defenses that he faced leading up to this point. To me, this is a... Reminder, and I'm sorry, Greg, because I know how much you love Teddy B, old Teddy Two Gloves. But to me, this is going to be a reminder of why this guy is on his fourth team. Well, the situation's not nearly as good as it looked three weeks ago because of the missing personnel. That's what I mean. There's that. Seven starters between offense and defense, including four on offense. And to me, this is this is the perfect offense to go against that defense, right? The strength is in the secondary. You can you can scheme against Von Miller. Just run right at him. That's all they want to do is run the hell out of the ball. Mm. him not being healthy here is the biggest thing jumping out to me. If Lamar is not Lamar, they're obviously very vulnerable here. And Denver... He finished that game, though, and looked great for the most part in that game, I think. And, you know... Drops. He'll probably take a shot or something, and he'll be okay. But, uh, yeah, Denver, after that historically soft schedule, get a home game here, too. So... I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, Vic Fangio is so so good, too. He's going to scheme it up. I think the Broncos have a shot here. You think they oh, get yeah. a shot? I think they. Well, I took them to win. I think they got more than a shot. What? No, you would. a shot to lose uh, because when the Ravens <laughs> come to town. Oh, wait a second. When the Ravens roll into the Mile High City in the purple plants? and black. <laughs> when Lamar Jackson and Tyson Williams. Hey, you want to take the top three runners away from us going into a season where we want to run and we want to run. Look at him. And we want to put a seal here. We want to put a seal here. <laughs> Von Miller, we're coming at you. We're coming at you. 
with some zone read. What are you going to do? You're going to guess right. You're going to guess wrong. <laughs> Ravens. <laughs> getting one. Uh-oh. Mm. And this guy right here sitting in Sessler's chair. You know that? He's going to lock it up. Very nice. Oh. Well, this is big for you because you might go like 1-0 and or 0-1 on the seat. You're either going to win the competition or is be in last you saying place. I'm not going to be invited back? Well, you said you didn't want us to I didn't say that. I said I want okay. you to invite that, me. I want to be the decider. That was, uh, was it Jack Palance? Jack Palance. Jack Palance. A little Palance in you there. I got to do some push-ups now. Can the number one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do wonder if the Bronco, the, so you, you mentioned Brandon Staley. Just quickly on this, you know, is inviting all the teams to run. I mean, he learned it from the godfather, Vic right. Fangio. Again, they want you to run the ball. They're begging you to run the ball. Normally, the Ravens would be the one team that would be like, sure, exactly. we'll, we'll oblige. Are they that team right now? I don't know. I think they are. I don't know if they are that team right now. They weren't last week against Denver, who's a good run. De- I mean, Detroit against, who's a good run defense, and they threw it, and they threw it effectively. Lamar is leading the league in yards per completion and yards per, yards per carry, which is just a crazy stat that, like, anyone can do that. Now, to me, this is a... That defense is really good. Let's play it safe. Let's do what we do best and okay. force them to beat us. All right. That was fun. I really I need enjoyed someone that I guys. can trust, Jack. You're my number one guy. Money. Oh, I'm up. You're up. I will take Seahawks at 49ers. Good value here. Mm. Yeah. For people that, um, because I, you know, and I feel like we're doing a lot of West here. So our apologies to the people West out there. West goes bias. I'm all yeah. about it. Um, the, a- the NFC West is weird. If you look at the history of it, Kyle Shanahan always beats Sean McVay. Sean McVay always beats Pete Carroll. And Pete Carroll always beats Kyle Shanahan. It's crazy when you look at the records. I think the Seahawks are 5-1 and one the last three years against the 49ers. The 49ers are like 5-1 and one against the Rams. And the Rams are like 5-1 and one against the Seahawks. It's the weirdest thing. And even Cliff Kingsbury, thing. although he mostly loses, has beaten the 49ers regularly. Yes. I think is It's the thing. strangest thing. And I'm... Um, the idea that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and the reigning NFC West champions could start out one and three just seems crazy to me. And that's not the way to analyze a football game. Like, you know what? Russell Wilson will do something special and it'll be a get right game because Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as people are saying they are. And Kyle Shanahan's acting like a weirdo with not playing Trey Lance as much as he should because he doesn't have a running game working right now. To me, I like I'm anxious to see how these two guys play each other, considering the issues that they have right now with what they want to do and what's not happening out there through three weeks. They're, they're both a little thin in terms of their offense, which is surprising. Like you think of Kyle Shannon, you think of that Falcons 2016 offense and another another guy ahead of the times, really including five guys catching the ball at all times. So you have to defend them all. Seahawks have two guys. 49ers have two guys. They're not getting more help. Like the San Francisco running game isn't the same as it was. And I don't know who they are. You know, their best runner, as you mentioned, is kind of on the sideline. The Seahawks said that they wanted to play up tempo and it just went away after the first week. Uh, But I'm with you kind of just like in Russ, we trust in this game when it comes down to it. it. The Seahawks are so strange right now. They're the way they're set up. The defense was beyond hard. And I know Minnesota has a good offense, but to not even be competitive uh, last week is very troubling. Six straight quarters, really. I mean, they, across the board, they couldn't do anything right. They couldn't get off the field in third third down. They couldn't rush the quarterback. Uh, They couldn't stop the run. And 
I would say it's a really bad situation now because you got the 49ers and Kyle Shannon's going to exploit all that. But I just don't know what to make sense of the the 49ers on offense. And the and the other thing is we're saying we're saying now what is going on with Kyle Shannon? Just play Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's annoying to watch, and he is. <laughs> he's super annoying to watch with all the indecision and the padding of the ball, and you just want to squeeze him and just like throw the ball, make a read, I don't make a second. Get rid of. Keep going, Dan. Keep yeah. rolling. Keep rolling. Get rid of the ball, Jimmy. I've said my piece. But, on this one. keep rolling, Dan. But, but maybe if we all agree that Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Maybe there is a reason we haven't seen Trey Lance yet. One of the things we talked about, and Money, you did it, I'm sure, a ton in the lead-up to the draft, was how little reps he actually had in college. Maybe they're in a tough spot because Jimmy G's not the answer, but Trey Lance isn't ready to be the answer. I think that's fair, and you look at Justin Fields' first start, and that kind of supports that the notion that maybe that's, these coaches... See, but I think Trey Lance is way ahead of Justin Fields. But just use him in the running game is all I'm that's saying. That's what I'm saying, He's too. the best runner on your team. Use the package. Mix him in. Yeah, yeah it, use that, the package. that's it. Mix him in. It's like, okay, we... Uh, we strike out eight straight plays near the goal line. Then we bring in Lance and we score. <laughs> score. It's like, well, why don't I just bring in Lance on the first play right. and skip the first thing? 100%. Well, I mean, in Jimmy G's uh, defense, there was an end zone drop that was pretty blatant. There was a lot going on there. I agree with you overall. Um, and Seattle's defense, I don't, just don't know how does it get better. I I'll, Do I want to say the Seahawks are going to go one and three? Seahawks O-line's pretty bad. It's, it's, pretty bad. And that there is that weird stat. I think I mentioned it on the pod, or maybe the power rankings. You never know that they are first in um, expected points per drive in the first half of the season, and thirty second in the second half. What is that about? Is that Shane Waldron's fault? Is that Russell Wilson's fault? Weird. Is that a game script thing? I don't know. Is it just an anomaly because it could only be? It's a guy that's weeks. never called plays before. You can script it out, and that's mm. fine. And then when you got to make your adjustments in freelance, Funky, it's a big some game guys because aren't both used of to these doing fan bases, yeah. even though the 49ers would be two and two if they lost, if they lost two straight home games, that would also be their sixth straight loss in Levi's. I mean, that place just does not seem like a home field advantage. Whichever team loses this game, like their fans are going to be pan- hey, panicking. Hey, put what? down panicking. the wine and cheese and pick up the pom-poms. Let's go. Am I right? 49ers have an underrated, brutal fan base. Like violent. Oh, great, base. great fans. But there's <laughs> something that? about that stadium they don't win about. They don't win there. Let's uh, Like the Raiders took all the heat. But I would put the 49ers yeah, in terms violent, of yeah. like parking lot violence up with anyone in the league having called a ton of their games well, in the past. I, I, it, it, it Santa Clara, maybe it's different or no? Uh, no. Well, let me say this, Money. Still an aggressive fan base. Mr. Chargers, back in uh, <laughs> 2008, week four, Brett Favre had signed with the Jets or was traded to the Jets. So me and my buddy Circlin took the ride down from L.A. to San Diego. And uh, we sat in the upper deck at the old Qualcomm. What a dump that was. Oh, yeah. Falling apart. Um, But we were excited. We went up to our seats, and it was constant harassment and just jerks everywhere. Is that right? Yeah, there was one guy that just stood in the aisle when we were trying to go up the steps, and he was probably about 400 pounds and looked like he'd been in prison maybe six times uh, for various offenses. And it just made me think, I didn't know Chargers fans were like that. Is this a California fan? Could be. I don't 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 know. But here's my my pushback to that is – you just wear a polo to the game. Oh, here we go again. Sports. You're a jaded sports guy. That's, I, that's no, I, I, like, I think if it's, it's a, one thing I've never understood why you got. I mean, I don't have my face painted I, or anything. I, I, I actually just, think with NFL games, right. if you're on the road, it's a thought that you 
are going. It's going to happen in a lot of stadiums. Yes. So it's it's a thought. Ridiculous take. Ever. Like what? you guys sound so ridiculous. My take. Well, they sound both weak. of you. Have, yeah. You guys they haven't been to a lot of NFL games. Then that's what exactly. happened. You can be a man. What do you mean NFL games? Of course, I've been. I was in Broncos State, like Mile High, in a Patriots. They're nice. Jersey. I bet they're nice. No, they're when not. When we lost, no, the they're AFC not. Here's all I'm like, saying. Oh, I was like, you got to get harassed. That's what happened. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. You're gonna get harassed, dudes. Home home field fans put on a jersey and they think they're supposed to play football. They just they get this level of aggression that makes no sense. It's like, dude, I'm just here to watch a game. I'm with you though. Yeah. It just be just, be proud. No. It's just it's fun. Call me yeah. jaded. I say I say wear just... wear the polo. Right. Oh, Enjoy the, the game. Press box. You, and not polo. even a t shirt? You gotta yes. put on a polo? Whatever, wear a Weirdo. T-shirt. I'm just saying, Weirdos. like, like I brought <laughs> oh, a weirdo in your jersey with your name on the back. It's like, low. why do you have to wear a jersey? All right, let's go. Uh, we really got to pick it up. Yes. Here comes I'm the worst. my pick, and I will – I got a late game, so you got – this is strategy money. Keep this in mind. Okay. Uh, you don't want to load up um, in one side or the other, so I'm going to get an early game. Chiefs at Eagles. Let's see what's going on. For two teams. Where the Chiefs at? Money was just, like, off his rocker in the A block of power rankings, thinking that the Chiefs are going to win, like, four games this year. Chiefs, That's not true. I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. I didn't they, they are not – well – Hang on. They are not executing uh, in ways that you expect them to. Um, and if you're a Chiefs fan, you're a little bit nervous now because you're thinking, wait a second. We always win these games when it's late and close. And then it happens twice in a row. And then you look around and you're watching the highlights around the league and you look at the standings like, wait a second. My division's now loaded, maybe. And we maybe lost a little of our magic pixie dust. And Andy Reid went to the hospital on Sunday. What's going on? Is our season a little bit off the Our first-round pick running back that we all summer. Oh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He is unbelievably uh, hot this summer. He's working in the passing game. He's going to be the guy they thought last year. Well, now he's fumbled two weeks in a row. All issues. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, you got the Eagles, who just no-showed on Monday Night Football and made everybody that believes in the Eagles look bad, um, including Greg. Uh, so while I me and, believe me and in Ricky, the Chiefs, Ricky has followed me down the Eagles. Yeah, I have to. It's a bad, it's a bad take to so join me with. The, the Chiefs have to get some things straightened out. Money, I believe in them to do that. Um, but the fact that they've struggled the way they have, you don't just assume it happens on the road in Philly. They, you know, I'll just. They just need Frank Clark back. You know, they need they need more pass rush. Like, they've got nothing going. Justin Herbert had all day to pick them apart. Their secondary's always been a big question mark. Tyron Matthew's great, but there's not much else back there, and he just carved them up. Yeah, I think you can panic about the defense. I have zero yeah, concerns about either. the offense. Oh, no, like you lost a, a last play game where you lost the turnover margin four to nothing. I mean, you can't keep losing the turnover margin like that, but... It's a little bit fluky. If I'm the Chargers, yeah. you almost want to win by more than that if you win 4-0. The one thing I'll say, though, that I think does come out of that, I don't know if you noticed, after he fumbled, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was running like this the rest of the game. So it's clearly in his head, and everybody's going to start punching at that thing. And if they get a couple more out, even if they recover them, I think that could get sideways sure. on in that backfield. And, like, offensively, the Chiefs are missing a little bit of the flash play, like the splat, like the numbers look good, but Mahomes hasn't had the big time throws. They kind of came into the league talking about that. They want to go on these long drives. Cause that's how defenses are playing them. But it's like, why play into what the defenses are trying to do? And, and again, against the chargers, 11 play drive, 12 play drive, 10 play drive, 12 play drive. And it, it, that part of it, I don't like, but I also think 
they're going to be one of the best five offenses in the league, so I'm not that concerned, unless their defense is the very worst or one of the three or four worst in the league, and that's on the table. I will. I think that's on the table right and, right now. And, and but I'm not worried about them in Philly. And those and those splash plays that they're famous for, whether it's Kelsey going for 55 in the down the seam, or of course Tyreek Hill. Not only do those you know lead to points, it also kind of flips momentum of games. It changes the vibe of a game when the Chiefs or the Chiefs defense is asleep at the switch early in the game, which happens all the time. All of a sudden they go bang, bang, and the whole game's different. They need to get back to that explosive element, but I, I'm okay, I, I'm okay I'm with gonna, the Chiefs right now. Are you going to lock Eagles? up the Eagles no, no. for the third straight week, Ricky? Or? No, not this week. Ricky, what's your record, by the way? Uh, I believe I am 0-2. Well, so you should thank me for not letting you count last week double. Because now that's that's a more oh, here comes the patriarchy. Again. I'm saying yeah, it's now it, I owe it's yeah. fair. I, it was a more fair solution, and now you're not zero and three. That's you know, very, it, it's that, more fair. You're just look at it this way, Greg. You're pulling every wrong lever possible in the locks. If you just went and went along along with that, Ricky would be zero and three right now, and she would get. But no, I wouldn't want her to. I want a fair, equitable game. It wouldn't make sense for it. She's only made two off picks. She doesn't deserve to be behind me. I should be in last. The patriarchy mm. is here with the lock <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs romp. All right, they All should. Right. I the Eagles on a short week, by the way, too. There's a lot cooking on there. a short week. Down yeah. three offensive linemen now. I mean, the whole thing with them was like, well, if the offensive line stays healthy, they're one of the best in the league. All right, you're week four. You've lost three of your starters. If the Good Chiefs, night. if the Chiefs pass rush isn't getting home against the Eagles, do we even trust Jalen Hurts at this stage to pick them apart? We're all going to find out. Let's uh, take a break before we snake it. Oh, time for underdog of the week. So you segment. get to go again, Dan? Is that I do. Sort? Snakes to me. No, not the Pit Vipers. Pit, vi- hey, pit Vipers are snakes. Pss, I got the power rankings every Tuesday, pss, pss. 3 p.m. Eastern. I mean, how many? That's, that's like the eighth mention of it. Pss, pss, yeah, take a, take a sip of your drink pss, every time they bring up power yeah. rankings. You won't it's like, hey, stand. remember back in the B block? Join the revolution. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great podcast. Ah, time for Underdog of the Week. This segment is brought to you by DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I'll tell you who's an uh, underdog this week. It's uh, my New York Jets. Uh, I will grab this uh, with my next pick. Titans at Jets at the Meadowlands. Now, um, the Titans, very nice. Very nice performance back-to-back weeks here. Getting uh, victories um, and leaning on their stars to do it. But they have issues here. And um, I have to see where they are at with the practice report. But Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both banged up uh, right now. Uh, and there's a chance neither of them plays. So they're, they're top wide receivers. Luckily, you still have Ryan Tannehill. You still have Derrick Henry, two guys who carried you to the win last week. Uh, and obviously, they're heavy favorites to take care of business at the Meadowlands. Greg, however, the, th- however the, the thing that disappoints me the most, Greg, about the Jets so far, and they're off to an 0-3 start for the third straight year, that even the Jets... <laughs> we don't need that, Ricky. It is not on in New York City for either team. The thing that really sticks in my craw, Greg, about this 0-3 start is that it's a boring 0-3. They have 20 points in three games. Half those points came in garbage time. And this whole idea, we're going to get rid of Adam Gase. We're going to bring in Michael LaFleur. We're going to bring in all these different schemes. That I haven't be... heard that Salleluja. Uh, no, not, we're not getting that till we get a W. It's a good one. Um, we, we're we're going to have a QB-friendly system for this kid. Uh, and none of that. Elijah Moore was going to be this breakout star. 
All that has just disappeared, Greg, and that's what annoys me. It's the offense flatlining out of the gates, and I know, and it's only the Jets. They get, like, arguably the best three defenses in the league back-to-back-to-back to to start the season or just top defenses. It softens up now against Tennessee, but I have no reason to be confident. Softens way up. This is a big week. It's a winnable game. Even if Julio plays, my guess would be he d- does just because he finished last week's game and Julio missing practices. But Julio spent most of the four qu- fourth quarter on the bench. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But he did play. So I, just based on his history, he, he is a guy who never practices. A.J. Brown's fully expected to miss this game. But you're, I think their star-heavy system is faulty. Ryan Tano's working really hard for yards this year. He's having a run. The, their receivers after those two guys are not impressive. The, their defense is easily the easiest that Zach Wilson has played. I want to see some progress out of Zach, Zach Wilson. I want to see some layups. I want to see some drives. I think it's doable against Tennessee. Like, show, show us something, because if you just looked at these stats the Jets have, imagine if Adam Gase was coaching this team. I mean, p- people would be. That's what I mean. We're supposed to be. We were supposed to be clear the Adam Gase right. type game. But here's the thing. And here we are. It, it's not a panic thing. Teams change. But this is the week. Start showing me something. Football Outsiders showed that the Tennessee Titans have one of the worst DVOAs of any two and one team in history, which isn't a surprise because it got blown out week one. Right. But when you watch them. That last week was about as as unimpressive of a two score victory as you could conceivably have. That Titans team has a whole lot of issues that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and in theory these receivers make up for. Because the rest of the the thirty the fifty three man roster, I'm like, eh, that's not a great team. I mean, all I got is the Jets are terrible. Like it's hard to watch that team play football. Very and and I was defense has been average actually. I think I'm talking. Yeah, is, I, I'm yeah. talking offensively. And I, look, I get it. You lose a lot of your offensive line, and Becton's a great left tackle. You lose him, and the running game's not what we had hoped. And I was kind of excited uh, about that running. I was sort of excited about this offense, like you said it, Dan. And it's just man, we end up watching it in the booth a lot, um, just because of DJ's relationship with with Joe Douglas. So we tend to watch some Jets and sure. and I want to see Zach Wilson succeed. He was a blast to watch it at BYU, and man, it just he's not making his line. No, it is not good. A, and his receivers had some drops last. I think it's been a total meltdown. But if you Jets fan listening right now, this is the way we need to look at this. Go win this game, or at least well, don't even need to win it. Score I, some touchdowns. It. Just hit score, reset. Score a couple touchdowns. Week one, two, three nightmares hit reset and start playing a brand of competitive football mm. and score some points even if you end up getting beat late because i love the jets says they're a touchdown underdog i love them to keep it close that's why they're the underdog of the week brought to you by DraftKings, an official sports them. betting partner of the love nfl them. all right okay. money your last pick my last pick is going to be lions bears oh thanks just for getting that out of the way so we don't have to watch it i just like the drama <laughs> i uh bad news we still have to watch it right? yes i do uh <laughs> The Lions are not going to go 0-17. and 17. Oh, money says 0, not O, oh, which drives me nuts. It does drive you nuts. Oh, it line. kills me. It stops me. Hey, like, remember back time. in the D block when you said 0 instead <laughs> of oh. Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Pacific. Um, I just, I like the drama in this game. I And I don't, I don't know if it's going to be Andy Dalton, if it's going to be Justin Fields. That offensive line is terrible. Uh, it's not like the Lions had a great game against the Ravens. So much of that score was predicated on self-inflicted wounds and drops by Hollywood. Um, at the same time, I, I have been on record, even after their victory over the Bengals, 
I think the Bears are one of the worst teams in football this year. I just, I, I. Well, offensively, there's no question. <laughs> and I just think defensively, it's too much for them to overcome. Do they? The defense seems good, but not great, or maybe even average. And then when you you put this together with the offense of what you saw last week, which was not just uncompetitive and embarrassing, frankly, with your rookie getting sacked nine times, you get in a situation here, money, where you put this kid out there, and then you give you such a poor performance in coaching and offensive line play that you worry about, are we jacking this kid up? Are we going to make him see ghosts? Are we some of it him... was his fault. Right. Like, Absolutely. Like well, of, of those nine sacks, I but say, watching him back, probably you, five of them were on Justin Fields. If you put him in a situation where, that he's not ready, then you're just going to kill Dalton yourself started. down the line. So am I. What I'm did assuming you? Andy Dalton. did you start Dalton because after what happened last week? They said Andy Dalton is the Get starter when down. And then he was limited in practice on Wednesday. And unless they're going out of their way to confuse the Lions. When you got to go out of your way to confuse the Lions, right. you got to win. Man, <laughs> then the then Andy Dalton's starting because if Andy Dalton's healthy, the last week's Justin Fields game was the reason why Nagy said it. And you can bang on Nagy all you want, and, and you should, but he's running an Andy Dalton offense, which is like quick game and get the ball out. And that's not really Justin Fields' game. And the Lions are built pretty well to stop the run. They stopped Baltimore. That's like... I, it's not a good strategy, but that was like what Dan Campbell wanted to do. Draft guys who can stop the run. And they do have guys and yeah. they got Brockers. Like, and my, so I think they'll be able to stop Montgomery. If and this so, game was in Detroit, I wouldn't touch it. Mm. But the fact that it's at Soldier Field, all those fans are hot. And they're hot at, you know, whether it's fair or not. I do want to watch this game. I take it back. Bad yeah, it's this bad Lions, their, their comeback was impressive. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot of... Uh, a lot of chutzpah. Moxie. They could certainly win Onions. this game. But I think the Bears defense has been better than you guys give them credit for. Okay. They did a good job against Baltimore. They, they did a great job against Cincinnati, who only and they got to Baker and really swallowed them up. And and so I, I think their defense might be enough to win uh, this game. You know, Greg, you brought it up last week um, that Lions fans are sneaky great fans and loyal fans, and they'll even be cheering after a good play when it's 34-17 against the Packers. All true, and it's the first thing that popped in my mind when you know sixty thousand fans went into that building last week and watched a sixty-six yard field goal go off the crossbar and over it after a missed uh, delay of game after penalty. After a fourth and like, nineteen, yeah. I mean they had a and fourth and nineteen. Like what are we no doing here, football the gods? Lions. The ball went to the middle of the field too. Hey, football gods, I, and you can't smite me, you can't curse me because I'm a Jets fan. Do your best. What are you doing here? Can we clean it up a little bit, football gods? Uh, Greg, we got to move. Okay. No, wait. The Lions, they're going to do it this what? week. What? No, Ricky. Don't yeah. do this, Ricky. They're going to do it this do week. Do it, Ricky. Do it, Ricky. Do, do it. it. I just have a good feeling. How good's the feeling? I, I love mean, it. You know when I love it. it just like starts tingling? and it starts, Oh, wait a second. It starts <laughs> Oh, growing. I never had that feeling. And <laughs> wait, what? You know, all of a sudden, you look at Dan Campbell and all the caffeine he drinks. <laughs> yes. And you look at them biting knee clocks. Uh, knee knee clocks. clocks. I just saw that he, <laughs> knee caps. I just saw that Dan Campbell has an in-game clock manager. Why don't other teams do this I'll as well? They do. So, they do. Okay. Well, you guys, this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about the knee clocks. So my knee clocks are tingling, you guys. And I'm going to lock up the lion. I like right. it, Rick. Yeah. And you need a W, not as bad as Greg, because Greg, I love it. whoa, oh, yeah, three. locking up the Bucks over the Patriots, we right? Uh, he's Greg, desperate. It's fine. It means a lot to him. That's it means fine. a lot to him. He needs to win th- this one. No, I'm done. Get to that one and three. I'm Greg. done. Get back to respectability. What are you taking? Ricky Greg? loves me. I'm her best friend for showing her uh, how to go zero and three. Like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm her leader right Greg, now. Greg, close out the draft. Okay.
Then we'll speed through the rest of the games. Will we, though? We'll do our best. <laughs> we better try. Um, Money's like, Petros has been doing an hour so far on his own. He's like, hamana, hamana, hamana. That's exactly what he's doing. I'll get, I'll get the hamana. Saints game into this uh, early block. Saints-Giants, uh, a little more than 15 years after Steve Gleason became a household name. This feels like... The te- the game you don't want to draw if you're the Giants. Lance oh, being bad spot. The slot. There's just going to be something extra. Bad spot. And if you don't think there's going to be just something extra, hey, watch these first three Saints games. I, I know they got they got blown out eventually against the Panthers, missing seven coaches and six players. But if you watch the defense in that game, that Sam Darnold team, despite the great field position they had, were stuck on 17 again and again and again. And there's something going on with this Saints defense where – a little greater than the sum of their parts. I think this Saints team is a little greater than the sum of their parts. Uh-oh. Because is he going to? No, I already locked up the Bucks. Um, I wouldn't even it. be allowed to you lock change up the it to this, something oh, more right, respectable. That's right. Uh, this is actually over the number. Oh. And the Patriots are not. So Okay. Can't, well, look at me. Can't, look at me. I would happily well, lock F this me. up. Um, their coverage in 2021 is what is making this defense special. C.D. Deuce, Marshawn Lattimore. Marcus Williams, one of the most underrated safeties in the league. Malcolm Jenkins is still playing well. Demario Davis. Those guys have been together. They mm. they pass the receivers off. They know how to play zone. They know how to play man. I just think they is are. Is he going to? No. They're just a really <laughs> underrated group right now that I think knows how to swallow up mediocre passing games. And that's what the Giants are ultimately. Mediocre. Zero and four. That's Joe Judge. Kyle Rudolph. My head coach coaches the whole. He's like one of the most well liked uh, players. I I love Kyle Rudolph too, and the experience I've had. But enemy of the people, a graduate of of Elder High School, the same high school where Nick Wesseling being interviewed at in a feature. um, Is that right? uh, How you feel now about once again? Yeah, Chris Wesseling's alma mater. Oh, Kyle Rudolph didn't have to say that. He could just say, I love Joe Judge. He's a great coach. That's all you got to do. Instead, he's got to take the shot. And he now he needs to look? step up because they might not have Shepard in this game. That's a huge they don't have loss. Anybody. They might not have Slayton. Their offensive line. Obviously, Evan Ingram's player. banged up. Um, all right. Troubling. Jameis. I'm going to make. Here's my bold prediction. Jameis goes 100, over 150 yards <laughs> for the first time this season. <laughs> Let's go bold. 303. Let's wipe the floor with them. Let's give them something to cheer about bold. for three hours. The, the Giants getting beat by the Falcons last week. That, that That's curtains for them, I think. Speaking of the Falcons, let's go there next. Washington football team at um, that's amazing. Atlanta. I took the Lions Bears. He takes his zero and three The draft is officially team. over. Yes. The draft's over now. And We're the Steelers the and Packers are still on the board. Yeah, Steelers are so boring. I know, but I'm saying it's the Steelers and the Packers. (laughs) We're going Lions, Bears, Saints. We're getting there. We're watching the football team at Falcons. Uh, Yes, the Falcons beat the Giants, but I didn't watch that game and think to myself, oh, okay, maybe they're turning the corner here. I do not think they're a very good team. I don't think Washington is a good team or, well, they could be. I'm not writing off the football team. And I think, in fact, I know they're going to get healthy here. And we've been talking about where is Young and Sweaty? You know where it. is this defense? What is going on it's weird. with what we thought this team was going to be? Well, guess what? Matt Ryan's a statue back there. This line's not going to be able to block the Washington front. And guess what? Wait, no. It's I am locking up the football team. Forget about this West Coast bias. That's some East Coast bias for you. The football team will Get the W. Young and sweaty. Mark my words. You're going to see Matt Ryan eating fake turf mm. all game 
long. Any, wow. Anybody have a thought on this game? I do. Yeah, I mean, I think these are two of the worst teams in the league. Uh, one of them. You put Washington down that low. You think they're one of the very worst teams? Yeah, I think they're one of the worst. Okay. Teams. Uh, they have one of the worst defenses, and that's what they're supposed to be based on. So until they stop playing like right. one of the worst defenses, you have Tyler Heineke's like a little better than their quarterbacks last year, but not enough better. Uh, they just had. And yeah, you're right. The the Falcon, like, what are you doing here, Arthur Smith? You're turning Calvin Ridney into a guy who's averaging eight yards per catch. It's Pitts, driving me crazy. Pitts is not going, not been a huge factor. No attempts last week over 20 yards. It's two bad teams, but one of them's going to be two and two, and teams can change. Washington has a much better chance to change. That's what I'm, I'm with thinking. you there. I'm with the you. The Bills scored 27 points in the first half against Washington last week. Josh Allen was over 300 yards passing with nine minutes to play in the third quarter. That's all bad but it has to turn somewhere. Sometimes just beating up on a bad team is what you need to get your confidence going again and get your scheme working the way it should. That's what I think. Uh, up next, why don't we hit it since Money mentioned it. Steelers at Packers. And you know CBS. They said, let's send Nance and Romo there. Well, that's great. Uh, Lambo, it's Packers. Yeah, we got Lambo, and the Steelers are going to be a powerhouse at the end of the day. Well, I don't think they are money. I don't no. think the Steelers are at all. Not, they look and terrible. I don't think they have a chance here, do they? They look terrible. The O-line is terrible. Najee Harris is not explosive right now, even though he's getting 15 targets, like 12 receptions per game. There's just not enough juice there. Um, Big Ben, look, it. Father time is not friendly, man, and and typically it does not end how anybody wants it to in this sport. Very rarely do you get the Tom Brady story um, or the Jerome Bettis story. It, it typically ends like this, and it feels like this is sort of your uh, your standard end to a superstar story in, in an NFL career. Plus, like people are saying, like, oh, you know, he's not the type of guy who's gonna age well. It's like. He has aged well. He's past that point now. He's, he's aged. Yeah. It's over. He's like 30. He's 38, he's like 39. Right? He was playing at a very high level at 35. But that 36. was kind of like the old, even right. as recently as the Peyton Manning era. It was like once you hit 37, 38, you were cooked. Now there's more thought. Maybe you can get to 39, right. 40, but Ben's not that guy. And yeah, I, I like the, the Packers to win because as much as everyone's enjoying piling on Ben Roethlisberger, probably because he hasn't been like that nice of them over the years. Like, this team has other problems. Oh, you mean the beat Watt. reporters? Hey, I just mean to? nationally, beat oh. reporters, everyone. Um, oh, because he blocked us on Twitter. Right, that sort of <laughs> stuff. It's just like, I mean, you know, he was credibly uh, accused uh, of sexual assault multiple times. I think it's okay it. to mention that, that bad he's guy? not like America's favorite. Wrong with that. Yes. Bad guy. Uh, you good guy, bad guy. Hey, I'm not covering for Big Ben. but Right, that's all I'm saying. I know, Greg. Um He's not the only problem. Uh, can we get a... I, I know everyone loves Minka Fitzpatrick. Can we get, like, through one game where multiple touchdowns don't go over his head for, like, 60 yards? <laughs> because, like, I know I'm not, like... I'm not, like, X's and O's. I know all the safeties assignment. But every Steelers game you watch, there are literally multiple touchdowns literally. where Minka Fitzpatrick is running after the receiver as they score a touchdown. So whether that's the rest of the secondary's fault or his fault, I'm not saying I know that. But it's a problem, and their offensive line stinks, too. Like, it's not just Ben Roethlisberger. That's all I'm saying. They're a mess. Moving on. Texans at Bills. Because we all like I mean, the Texas try- Texans are trying their best, and they, they like their It's good to have Lovey coach. Smith back in the league. Uh, Lovey Smith is doing a nice <laughs> job well. on that day. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's good to have him yeah, back running a good defense. All that's great. But if Josh Allen... And I was actually surprised his PFF grade, and that's obviously oh, whatever. subjective, uh, but was not as high. And I watched that game. I'm like, that guy, did you factor in PFF that he was cutting through swirling winds in that building and basically doing whatever he wanted? There are things uh, that PFF does that I 
absolutely probably not love the grades they or probably, not them, probably not. They probably nicked them for a couple of those deep misses, but that doesn't seem yeah. too big. Anyway, the Bills, if they get that Josh Allen again, which there's no reason to think they won't against this Texans defense, even though it's been better than expected under Levy Smith, this feels like a blowout. Tell me why it won't be, Money. It will be. Yeah. Greg, uh, you want to you wanna know what I'm going to acknowledge here? When uh, talking about the Bills, the seventeen and a half point spread in this game. How nope. about that for a week? Seventeen four? and a half. How about that for a week four game? And I'm and I still Whoa. would not take the. I, if if I got to choose, and I do, I'm taking the Bills. There's, uh, <laughs> you're laying the wood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have to do it on game picks. They put it right above the pick. Now they're keeping score. So I think yeah, that, I'm still taking the Bills. I'm a, I'm a sucker. That. I am a sucker for the Big Ten. Okay. And I'm very happy to see A.J. Epinesa rebound from a disappointing rookie year to look pretty darn good in his sophomore campaign and continuing the wave of pass rushers and pressure guys that they have on that front for Sean McDermott. I think that's going to be a big problem for the AFC the whole season. Well, they definitely they got be a, a problem bunch for of Davis Mills. Yeah. I mean, if Tyrod's in this game, I'd put it under 10. That's how Tyrod might win the MVP just for not playing. Like you just see, this team is unplayable, I think, with Davis Mills. I mean, he like look how much Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are struggling. Put them on the Texans, yeah, um, and then turn them into Davis Mills because <laughs> they're much better than Davis Mills. Over under, I'll set it at three and a half. How much the second place team in the AFC finishes behind the Bills? The AFC, AFC East. Sorry. Oh, AFC. oh, AFC. I was gonna say. I think. Yeah, no, I don't know. If like, that's bold. Although I, I'm kind of with you that I, I would take the Bills as the number one seed right now if I had to choose. Uh, oh, the, what should the over-under be? Three and a half, I said it. Oh, under then. Three uh, three is a lot. I so think I they're going to go 13 and four, and I'm not feeling too hot about the rest of the division anymore. That's true, but I'm not trusting my prognostication skills, and three is just, <laughs> to get four games ahead, that's like a lot. That's I mean, the Pats lot. did it probably like 12 years The only in question row. I have is. I think the Pats <laughs> is can it, get to is seven it, or eight, you know. And, yeah. Is it toxic in Miami? You know, is it is it's fair to is, ask. Is it weird as it feels like it's getting Let's down go to there. that game then. All right. It is our last game. It is the Colts at the Dolphins. The Colts, obviously, you, you needed them. In fact, many of us expected them to get off the mat in a what felt like a must win against a Titans team that still feels vulnerable and they couldn't do it. They just couldn't figure it out. So then you're like, okay, maybe the Colts just aren't any good. We talked about it on Tuesday, Greg, extreme starts that I think you and I are in the same boat that, that they could come back. Well, if they're going to, they got to beat the Dolphins. And by the way, what makes this an interesting game is the Dolphins absolutely need this game too, because if you look where they are schedule wise, if they don't win this game, I believe they have the Bucks next week and more trouble after that. So their season could be in deep, deep ruin. If they don't find a win, a way to win this game, sneaky high stakes here. Yeah. It, I, they're, I trust in the Dolphins. I think they're better than the sum of their parts. I'm with I you. think they'll win this game. These are the two worst uh, pass-blocking offensive lines, according to PFF. Not a huge shock if you've watched the Dolphins game. But, man, that's the opposite of what we expected out of the Colts. And they've had injuries, and Eric Fisher's just coming back. But what are we talking about here? If we've got one of the worst pass-blocking offensive lines and Carson Wentz can't move, and then the thing that stuck out to me in that Titans game is the Colts' defensive stars aren't the same. Darius Leonard is banged up right now and kind of playing through it. Buckner's been quiet. Kenny Moore and, and Xavier Rhodes, who were playing well, like they're giving up big play. Like there's not a lot they have their uh, – what is it? Your hat to hang on? They yeah. need a hook. They have yeah, nothing to put like – they're just wearing their hat. They're not going to hang it. Yeah. Gonna gonna hang it. They're just got to wear it because they got nothing they do well right now. The You know, and it, it just goes back to – 
hey, we're going to reunite Jalen Waddle with Tua, and it's going to it's going to unlock him, and you're going to see why he's special. Just draft the tackle, man. Just draft Slater. Draft Sewell. Get mm. the guy protection up front. And right. I get it. You already invested in Austin Jackson, and they got Eichenberg that a lot of teams liked. Uh, later, really struggling. They the whole line is struggling. It's. You know, and, and look, it's worked out to some degree for Burrow. He's still getting hit a little too much. I cringe every time he takes a shot. But Jamar Chase has worked out really well instead of one of the tackles. Right. It sounds good until you get to week three. Yeah. And you have Jacoby Brissett not having time to get the exactly. ball to that old line throwing is it to him. For terrible. Yards. I mean, it is terrible. Um, they are Dolphins. Let's be honest. They're one Damian Harris fumble away from being 0-3 themselves. That's fine. But you love the Raiders. They pushed them to overtime. They did. I know it took. They did. I just got. I love having. Jaco- I know it's a short game. We're not talking too long. But I love having Jacoby Brissett back. He's in my great. Life. He's we a great talk backup. about a gamer. Yep. Talk about a guy who puts his lunch pail on. <laughs> I mean, he puts his lunch pail on. Or I don't know. His lunch on his hat. He puts on he his hard hat. He brings his lunch pail. There's something about him. Fourth and nine, game on the line, hits it. Fourth and one on the goal line, game on the line, puts his foot in the dirt and makes a guy miss. Hits the two-point conversion with the game on the line. Fourth and 20 on overtime, he hits it. There is something about like, it. I agree. It was it's almost fun. like having a good backup quarterback is a he's valuable like clutch, thing though. He's not. League. You know what I mean? Your starter, but he's, like a, he's got like a Frank Reich vibe where if you put him in the playoff game, I somehow believe that he'll make the key play. Here's, here's what I was saying, by the way, at the top of this. The Colts, obviously 0-3. They don't beat Miami this week. They're 0-4 and going to Baltimore. Have a nice season. Enjoy golf in January. The Dolphins, if they don't take care of business here, if they lose and go to 1-3, and then they're at Tampa and they're 1-4. and But if they win this game, you get beaten Tampa. Okay, you're fine. You're all right. You're 2-3 and because then you got at Jacksonville, home Atlanta the next two weeks. Okay. And you're going to be okay, but right. don't lose this game. Don't lose it. I, I believe of the four units, um, sorry, special teams, I know you're an important part, but the Dolphins defense is the best of the four yep, units. And that, that should be chaos. the yeah, that should still, still be the, the difference in this game. Money, you've said it all. I have. I've said too much. It's yeah. why this pot is an hour. No, this is actually where we're trending we're always this in the right direction. Thursdays. We are this is our shortest Thursday show by is a couple right? minutes. So we're doing I feel well. much better. Thank you, Money. Um and in case we haven't mentioned it. We have a television show together. It's <laughs> called Power Rankings. It is on NFL Network Tuesdays at 3 o'clock Hey, Eastern it's like, remember in the E-block when I said the same point I'm going to say now? You could have heard that <laughs> two days earlier. And, that was your opportunity. that with all your really friends. It really is such a good bit. Yeah, I, I love I this really bit. Love I, I, I really, really love it. I really love it. <laughs> and if you want to hear everything Greg just said on this show, Watch his, uh, what is it, the pick show. Game day view. Game day view. Friday afternoon. Here, the same viewing? exact thing he said here no, I, on there. I try to mix it up. Uh, yeah, Friday evenings. What's the Replayed view? Replayed Sunday mornings. Is it like on a balcony? Is that why it's called game day view? Because check out this view. I wanted to change the title. We're- <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good well, job. you've said it all. You've said it all, Greg. All right. <laughs> good stuff. Um, hey, a little... Uh, Go check out the subreddit this weekend, everybody, around the NFL. That's all we're going to say. Go check it out. A little Easter egg. Dan Hans is signing off for the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, and money. He's the call. <laughs> 